Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Fake News Fighting Against Knowledge Extinction. And today there are no prizes for guessing what me and Ross are going to speak about. Of course, yesterday President Trump said that uh, the United States is going to back out of the 2015 Iranian nuclear deal to the shock, well, the shock, the, the half surprise, the anger, I suppose, uh, of other world leaders, whether that be uh, Middle Eastern world leaders or his European counterparts. What were your initial uh, reactions, Ross? Well, my initial reactions uh, come Tuesday, um, just the way he said that he, over Twitter, that he was going to announce it via Twitter. Yeah. Almost like it was a new TV show. He said, um, I will be announcing on Tuesday at 2 p.m. my decision. It's like, you're not still on The Apprentice, Donald. Like, yeah. this is huge ramifications. And I, I just was kind of perplexed. I was like, why? I don't see any massive well, alterations that have taken place. You know, that I think I'm probably very uh, uh this the same feeling many people have i was just why why is why? this back why? in the headlines so, i know? mean i don't think you can say you're surprised that he's treating it like a reality show he is the commander yeah. in tweet Ed, yeah. everything's a show yeah. tomorrow at 2 p.m i'll be uh, announcing my i'm I, doing his tweet I, voice I just stupidly thought that maybe get getting into office he would have simmered down with all that but evidently oh not. my well he's been doing it for the last year and a half in office anyway um let's really quickly run through what the 2015 iranian mm-hmm. nuclear mm-hmm. deal was for guys who are uninitiated in the issue it was broken in 2015 by the obama administration you know foreign secretaries like the british foreign secretary philip hammond the russian foreign secretary sergey lavrov and of course the u.s secretary of state john kerry had extensive extensive talks you know months of negotiations which ended with smiling faces all around. And some of the key parts of the deal uh, were that the Iranians were required to give up 97% of their enriched uranium from 10,000 kilograms of it to only 300 kilograms of it. uh, And they're only allowed to have their uranium enriched up to 3.67%. Research-grade uranium is 20%. Weapons-grade uranium is enriched to 90%. So that is a huge, Mm. huge uh, takedown of what they're capable uh, of doing. And they, they literally couldn't have made any more nuclear weapons. Nowhere mm-hmm. near it. In terms of centrifuges, uh, Iran gave up most of their centrifuges from 20,000 to 5,000. They were going to have inspections and moderation. And what are they going to get back for this? I hear you asking. No more sanctions. There were economic sanctions that were crippling uh, their country. They were desperate. And that might explain why they were happy to agree to such severe downsizing when it comes to uh, nuclear capabilities so basically what these countries have brokered was new nuclear bombs you get your money back essentially 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 i mean these economic sanctions were crippling Mm -hmm. the economy the iranian economy they were so so desperate billions held overseas yeah exactly uh kind of frozen assets when it comes Mm -hmm. you know you know financial international finance etc so they, they were completely desperate to move on. And, you know, that meant becoming, you know, downsizing, hugely downsizing. Yep. Iran obviously want to be a big, uh, they probably are the big super player in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, the argument would be, and I've heard people argue this, you know, on Trump's side, and not just uh, mad Trump fans, but people who are, you know, who like to sit on the fence, who have said that, you know, although Iraqi, Iran agreed you know, with the word of the deal, they most certainly didn't agree with the, let's call them the ethics or, 
you know, how they were supposed to act with the deal because they're still, you know, bellicose rhetoric that they stuck to in terms of, uh, you know, against the West, against other Middle Eastern powers, trying to kind mm. of um, divide the Middle East, uh, you know, weaken certain countries in the Middle East. So, you know, if I was playing devil advocate, which I do enjoy doing okay. in the booth, then I would say that, you know, although they abided by the word, they didn't abide by the whole, yeah. the whole agreement, the whole deal. So, but would you say that, I don't think, so that was a big win for the Iranian president. This was a big thing for his presidency to, um, you know, have this economic win. But do you think people really mind? Because I think most people take a realist view in politics, aka dog-eat-dog world. I don't think they really mind that much the intentions as long as the outcome, if you know what I mean. The outcome mm. of, there's, we can sleep peacefully knowing that they don't have a nuclear weapon. Or they, but then, they got that but that's, that's one country, isn't it, who don't have the capabilities. Are you speaking about their population or the rest of the world? I think the rest of the world, the people who have brokered this peace, America, you know, they just thought, um, and don't get this, was a, a serious victory in Obama's foreign policy, which didn't hadn't have many wins until that point. And it was a victory for diplomacy. I mean, John Kerry, the kind of constant diplomat for peace. Um, but I think, you know, it didn't matter so much the intention as long as it was done. But a lot of people are saying now that Trump's just going for it because it was an Obama win. He wants to take away all... To kind expunge of, his legacy. Indeed. As, as much as... He, well, it's funny you say that because, you know, the, the Paris Accords or the Paris Climate mm-hmm. uh, uh, Agreement, the Iranian nuclear deal, you know, uh, the TPP, the Trans-Pacific yep. Partnership, they were some of Obama's kind of foreign affair, international relation legacies, which Trump has, you know... With a devil-may-care attitude, took them away... As like a stubborn child almost, you know, I, yeah. I want to expunge his legacy, no matter how foundational or concrete these are to like the world we want to live in, tackle climate change. Well, we don't want we all know, I mean, that's a whole new kettle of fish, Trump and his attitude towards climate change. Yeah, but you know what I mean, this whole Completely. progressive attitude, because he knows the people who go in power want this. Uh, I mean, he, he has to deliver on that because he's been saying it all the time he was running for office. Completely, you know. I suppose the conspiracy theorists out there would say the day Trump, you know, we actually spoke about the the dinners last week, the, the, the White press, House the White House correspondence dinners. And, you know, people out there said that's when he decided to run for office, when Obama and the likes were mimicking him at one of Obama's yeah. dinners. He decided in his head, when I become mm. the 45th president, I'm going to make sure this man's legacy is thrown out the window. But he's almost, he's also tarnished his own legacy. I mean, this is just political stupidity in its timing because um if if you're kim jong-un looking at you know having an agreement with america you're literally seeing them america go back on a deal i mean everyone says you know if we look at this objectively iran didn't do anything in the wording of the deal to break it trump is breaking this deal so you know as he's so this north korea i've said this before could be his legacy people are saying nobel peace prize but by Shout doing this, out to Boris Johnson. Yeah, Kim Jong Un's saying, "Why would I ever do, you know, uh, ever do a deal with someone who's known to break deals?" I agree, but then it's not like Trump wasn't saying this. You know, during his presidential campaign, this was one of his big things. The Iranian nuclear deal is one of the worst deals we've had. So I don't know if Kim Jong Un will see that as him going well, back I, on himself. I, he's, I, he's always thought this, and it's not like I don't he had any why, say in the signing of the deal. I don't see why it's a bad deal. Oh, no one does. I, I, <laughs> I think everyone agrees with you there. I think Trump and 
other than the people, you know, like I said, playing devil's advocate earlier, other than the people who say that Iran didn't fully stick to the, yeah. the, the whole yeah. deal. And they can, they can create ballistic missiles. That's one of the things that looks like yeah. it runs out soon. But you can always... Well, ballistic I, missiles, as long as they don't have nuclear weapons, you know, they're terrible, but they're not that terrible. And well, they didn't have the capability to make... You know, weapons-grade um, uranium, you have to have 90% enriched uranium, and they yeah. had 3.7%, so they were nowhere near. Yeah, exactly. Nowhere but near it. It's um, So, you know, when he says a terrible deal, if you get rid of that, if you take away the going back on this deal... Yeah. That's a small political loss versus making peace in the Korean Peninsula. So you think there's the bigger issue here? I think it's just basic politics. If you want to stay in power, it's the basic, you know, I'll have this small loss to take a big win. Oh, a small loss. I think that's downplaying it. Iran, I mean, this is huge. The Iranian nuclear deal. This was, you know, this could destabilise the entire Middle no, East. No, wait. What I mean is to his followers. Okay. Uh, all politicians make promises to when they go into office. Mm. If he had a political loss of not fulfilling this, mm. okay. he said he would before he got in office. And so he might get a political loss from his hard, you know, some people might write re- uh, news reports saying, you know, Trump hasn't followed through on this, the Iran deal. But then he goes on to make peace in Korea. You know, mm. the scales are very much weighed on one side. Definitely. Uh, you know, a lot of people have... I think it's easy to get hyperbolic about this. You know, people are calling that, you know, this could start, you know, a nuclear war. Iran could theoretically launch nuclear weapons into America. You know, it's it's kind of like the Kim Jong-un scenario all over well, again. But the thing... I think this is more worrying to a certain extent. Not like we didn't notice already, but the fact that Macron, Merkel and Johnson... Well, Johnson was like literally yeah. a few days ago, went to the White House, went to Washington... And, I mean, Johnson actually met with Mike Pompeo rather yeah. than Trump. And went on Fox and Friends. Yeah. But the point is, they all went there with this Iranian nuclear deal in mind to try and persuade Trump to not pull out of it. It goes to show... I mean, if Trump's not going to listen to France, Britain and Germany, which are supposed to be two of his closest and most powerful allies yeah. in the world, yeah. what chance do we have? He's going to act unilaterally on everything. And, look, he's sticking to his guns. It's not like he's changed his mind in any way. And on one hand, you say fair play maybe because he always said he was going to do this but it's a bit worrying when you have three big powerful world leaders going over there and allies. asking him he's broken with his allies this shows he has no allies potential it's split him. between you know Trump and Europe but then do you think Trump knows how powerful his country is and I think that's more the case I think he knows how much we all still rely on America it's not like they're a tiny country we can just go okay we don't agree with that we won't do dealings with you we need America in terms of safety in terms of world safety in terms of uh you know deals especially post brexit deals in this country so it's not like we can just almost turn our backs on them no no we can't turn our backs on them but we can avoid being you know uh chummy chum chums chummy chum chums the so you special go, relationship you know i'm not with this guy when you start shooting into ballistic missiles or causing problems but just saying we're not with this guy you know we're we're sticking with the iranian deal as we should but then Trump, what he's going to do is he's going to take put tariffs on countries that do do deals with Iran. Mm. You know, so that's going to even worsen kind of America's, you know, uh, relationship with other countries such as Europe. Well, it's, it's tough. I think it's a lot of, uh, you know, if and what will happen if this happens. I just think it's a, a big sign of Trump. You know, doing what we all know he does. At the same time, he always said he was going to do this. I don't see how at at the at the top of the program, I said it was 
almost a shock. Mm. But to a certain extent, I don't think anyone was shocked because he always said he was going to do this. Yeah, and to yeah. be fair to Trump, when he first came to office, he signed so many executive orders, which is, you know, presidents are allowed to. He didn't sign, I don't, I don't think he signed an unprecedented amount, but mm. he did sign quite a few, you know, like the TPP was one of them. Yeah, he was yeah. straight out of that. So I think with Trump, at least you can say that he kind of sticks to his guns. Oh. I think you can. And also, mate, I had this argument with someone the other day transparency. Mm. The one thing I will give Trump, which I would not give any other world leader, historically or at the moment, like Trump says what he truly believes, and there, there's no kind of bullshit. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think he really knows what it means. Because we've seen it before. He's gone back on his word so much. I think he's just a fame-hungry or just power-hungry. He'll say whatever he needs to say to get uh, get the job done or get the popular opinion. Mm. He, he's never stuck to his guns on one thing. Oh, he has, though. I mean, this isn't a good example. Since 2015, when it was signed, before, you know, when he was starting to gather momentum to be, you know, the presidential candidate and etc., the leader of the Republican Party, he did say this. I mean, like, like there are interviews, there are many interviews with Trump saying near enough what he said in his speech yesterday at two o'clock in the White House as he did in 2015. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I think this is this is an example maybe, of him being maybe. transparent and sticking to his guns. I don't think it's the first time because he said this about he says about Kim Jong Un as well. He said, you know, he has got Kim Jong Un to the negotiation table, and look, I'm not saying he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for it, but I'm saying, come on, he's the first American president who's going to meet a North Korean leader. That's you can't just write well, that off that, as that's, that's shit. That's quite good kind of international playing to a certain extent he's he's he he kind of played the situation reasonably well because no kim jong-un played him well let's put it that way no Mm. president has met kim jong-un because it would be shown as you know leading support or kind of legitimacy from murderous dictatorship we don't know that though we don't yeah um but it's just trump is so unlike any other president. He can think so far out of the box because no other president would meet him, so Trump would meet him. So, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day, and I'd say, you know, Trump might be right on that. But we've seen him... Uh, what, what were we saying earlier? We're saying... So we've seen Trump change his mind or what he's originally said so much that I think maybe one of his handlers or political advisors said we need a win for the, you know, the diehard Trumps. Trump supporters so uh, this would be a real win to say you know stick true and say look Trump is delivering on his promises mm, yeah but it shows it, his... domestically or internationally because I well, think his, you his know, craziness it's... has just spread from domestically yeah yeah he has I mean I have to say I'm, I'm almost defending Trump here what I saw Trump do yesterday when he was speaking at the uh NRA meeting oh, was absolutely it's, it's probably the worst, most offensive thing I've seen Trump do when, when he was enacting the shootings in 2015 in Paris next boom next but he'd literally done that on stage yeah it was, it was absolutely it was disgusting, disgusting. It, and the I've way never seen anything like that in my life the it way he spoke about London abominable the London knife crime and but Paris, that was just. I mean, I think that's, Imagine if you were, you know, one of the victims' families who died in that tragic massacre, mm. and the president of America is on stage reenacting how it went. Boom, next. Boom, next. As a crude, Ridiculous. as a as a crude political win to try and get support from the NRA, saying we need more, uh, we need more guns there. But the prisons are proud of their liberal, you know, their liberal yeah. approach to yeah. life and how they stand against fear. Exactly. And then to come on there. 
you know, I mean, to, to I, I, carry on with their life so bravely and say this was a, mm. you know, horrendous massacre, but we'll still go out, we'll still go out and enjoy life. Which is what and, you, you have know, to do. The, you know, instead of cowering, saying I need a gun. I mean, I think the scariest part for me is almost that him and Macron mm. were so close last it was, week. No, but it was bizarre. It was it bizarre. Was it was bizarre. But even so, I think Trump. I mean, this is the only time I've said this, but I think he's he, he could be a complete psychopath. Yes, I think I, mean, I think that's quite true. If you look at the turn from him and Macron holding hands, walking around to saying something so unbelievably offensive about France and Paris, and and you know what worst event in Paris for the last God knows how long. Right, yeah, I mean, no, that no. is completely, you know, it's psychopathic. That's almost like me, me and you go for a nice cup of tea, having a fantastic day, mm. and then like a week later, me just completely for no reason at all turning on you and saying offending my dead now, offending exactly like like pretending that I'm your like a yeah. family member falling yeah. and dying and laughing about it. I mean, it's just disgusting. I think we're giving too much to him. I mean, I think he doesn't. He sees the individual and doesn't think, oh yeah, M- Macron's like a the leader of France, and maybe he would not like that. I think he was just like, oh, God. it was, but it was bizarre, you know what I mean? It was like bizarre. a childish hand-holding, like, it, it would get give credence the idea of him having dementia or something, because it was odd. It was very strange. And then I think he'd probably be, I, I could be, I, could, I, w- I wouldn't see it as far-fetched as Trump being angry about Macron, like, not supporting him in the Iran, Iran deal. So, hey, oh, it's friends. nothing to do with that. I think he'd be like, no, we're not. It doesn't matter if we're friends. This is this is work. Foreign. This is the bait of the world mm. and the Middle East. I do think Trump almost acts like like he has different. Like he's got different jobs to a certain extent. Like yeah. He has domestic, foreign, and I think that does apply to different world leaders as well. They agree on one thing. They're best mates with one thing. Then the other thing, he's a fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? He completely turns yeah. on him, yeah. and it's. This relationship he has with London and, and and the UK, we all know, you know, he's meant to come over soon. I think I'm on June. the streets. July, I think it's around the July 16th. I'll around be on July the streets. 16th. So and I recommend listeners be out on the streets too. You should be. So he's got this weird relationship where I think he does want to come over and he was apparently annoyed that he wasn't allowed to. Stop making comments about, you know, what did he say? Hospitals he being... He like war zones. Like war zones blood and everywhere. And then defending like Sadiq Khan, defending Theresa May. Yeah. I just yeah. He wants to come over because he likes the royalty, it. the pageantry. But then he so he's has he got a uh, um, has he got dinner with the queen? Probably does. I think she did. She invited him for tea. Yeah. yeah. I'll be front and center, just raging against it. Mate, make sure you've got eggs in hand. Mm. I don't mean bloody omelets. Mm. We've seen in Iran their response. They burnt pictures of the flags of America, screaming "Death to America." And I mean, that was Trump, one of Trump's things he was saying, you know, was one of the big reasons he said, we can't have a regime going around that might have nuclear weapons and saying death to America. But, but that's that's the problem. They didn't have nuclear self, weapons. No, they didn't have nuclear weapons with this deal. Or nuclear bit capability. But they didn't, though, because we took away their nuclear capability I know, in 2015. I know. I, but he said, the, the crazy thing is, he Trump just says, well, you know, we can't, uh, we do not want... Iran to have a nuclear weapon. It's like, don't you think a previous leader, say Obama, might have thought the same thing and said, oh, I wouldn't want Iran to have a nuclear weapon. And they might have done something about it. And everything was going along pretty cool since 2015. And then you just suddenly go, oh, no, we can't have it. Well, I mean, it was kind of universally agreed by 
Germany, China, Russia, US, UK, and France, and the EU. Yeah. I think that's all of them. Yeah. That it was working. They yeah. are. They're gonna have it regular was, checks. Approved. The checks have been working. They, they were approved. Nothing's going on. Everyone's quite happy. These sanctions have been lifted. You know, Iran is still acting quite um, provocatively. You know, in it's in the Middle Syria, East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, at least they haven't got this new capability, which now they are gonna have. So it just came out of nowhere. It just. It did. I mean, like Trump. Like I say, Trump was always saying it ever since it was yeah. signed in 2015. But at the same time. I just think everyone was kind of like, when you've got all of these world leaders kind of saying, look, it's fine, just leave yeah. it. This just is one problem so we don't have to worry about. You know, like, anyway, this, with this is Trump's world and we're living in it. Um, it seems it. Well, the thing is, I mean, because this, this literally just happened, you know, yesterday. So we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to see what happens. Because, I mean, it's all hearsay, really, isn't it? In yeah. terms of, you know, we don't know what will happen. Maybe nothing will happen. Maybe they'll start building enriched There's uranium gonna, well they said if more people pull out they're gonna start looking at that eventuality well i don't think they will i think this could be pretty um uneventful because i think we're not gonna pull out i don't think well, no. you know, from the reactions of the various uh, foreign sects and leaders there's there's a general consensus that you know we're still going to be part of yeah. this so yeah. look, I maybe wouldn't worry too much i might be speaking too soon but, you know, we don't need the, you know, the US for everything. Of course, they're a great hand. But when you've got, mate, when you've got China and Russia, yeah. you know, the two other superpowers in this, you know, deal, mm. you know, maybe it's not as bad as we think. It just further kind of uh, removes um, the America from the world community. It does. It's, it does. They're just going more and more isolationist. How many world leaders at the moment for the next four or, you know, cross your fingers, oh eight years of the Trump presidency? Years weathering the storm you know how are they thinking you know let him do this let him leave this deal that look we'll resume normal practice when he's gone do you think that's a general kind of consensus i think it's damage uh it's like let's try and stop him as doing as much damage, damage as possible yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting and then maybe they'll have an actual real president coming in next yeah time. yeah hopefully kanye west we can only hope you know It'll be like Kim Kardashian, oh. First Lady Kim K. I wouldn't be surprised in this day and age. Yeah. You can both see them probably, you know, can both see both First Ladies naked on the internet. Isn't that depressing? Well, depressing and quite horny. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fake News, and we'll catch you next time.